What's up, everybody? I am so glad to be back. Welcome to season two of Curvy Confidence Podcast. Woo, woo, woo. It has been a hollow minute. <laughs> uh, we had an amazing season one, and I just want to say thank you so much. Um, my expectations were exceeded. I really didn't have any expectations. Um, I just wanted at least one person uh, to be touched and that was exceeded. So I guess my expectations that didn't exist were exceeded and I'm so grateful and I know that this season it's only up right we're going to invest some little coin and we're going we're going to go all the way up i'm very excited for our season because we have some amazing content for you guys i mean the guests so far have just been bearing their souls uh, we're talking about everything this season from sexuality to religion to sexuality and religion to race to uh, depression, suicide, body image. We're talking about it all. And uh, I'm so grateful f- that my guests all said yes <laughs> uh, so that I could share this content with you all and we can continue to grow. What y'all been up to? Sis has missed y'all. I really, really have. Let's go. Season two. So y'all know how we started off. We started off with prayer. And everything that we do, we do give honor to God. It doesn't matter what your religious background is. Everyone is welcomed here. Everyone. I do follow Jesus Christ and I do acknowledge Jesus as the head of my life um, and as my number one spirit guide. And so before we start, I do like to give honor to him. So wherever you are, unless you're driving. If you're driving, do not bow your head or close your eyes. (laughs) But let's begin. Father God, I just thank you for season two. I thank you because you're so faithful. I thank you for your promises. I thank you, God, that you are God that keeps your word. God, I pray that this episode helps somebody. I hope that someone is inspired and motivated as a result of hearing this episode. I thank you, God, because I know that it's already done, that your promises are yes and amen. So God, we move forward with a big fat yes this we pray in your son jesus's name amen all right it's time for my favorite segment my favorite segment is gym of the week i love gym of the week because whenever i am in production for curvy confidence like it doesn't matter (laughs) if i'm in pre-production like literally uh my third eye opens and i just begin to see all of these beautiful gems and receive all of these beautiful gems and i know that it is so that i can share it with you This week, I want to talk about a man who uh, collects caterpillars. And he collects caterpillars because he is fascinated by a cocoon. 
for those that don't know, a cocoon um, is where a caterpillar, what a caterpillar builds to transition into a beautiful, beautiful butterfly. And this man was nursing a cocoon. Uh, his caterpillar had had built its cocoon and he was nursing it. He was watching it. He was tending to its needs. He was doing all the things that he had done time and time and time again. And when it came time for the butterfly to emerge, he saw that the butterfly was struggling. The butterfly would get through layer, uh, through layer, through layer of the cocoon, but the butterfly just couldn't get out and his heart couldn't take it anymore. So he took these little itty bitty scissors and he snipped a bit of the cocoon. And in the moment that he snipped the cocoon, the butterfly came out. But there was something different about this butterfly. The butterfly's wings had been withered a bit. They couldn't spread as wide as it, the other butterflies. It was slow to fly. It had to figure it out. And when the butterfly finally spread its wings, the man noticed that there was a little clip in the wings. The wing hadn't reached its fullest potential. What is the point of the story? The point of the story is I know it's hard. I know you're going through layer after layer after layer after layer and you're trying to spread your wings. But it's on my heart to tell you don't clip too soon. That each layer is needed for your development. That without this layer, you can't go to the next one. That without this layer, if you don't go through this layer, if you don't get through this later, layer, if you don't heal this part, if you don't deal with this thing, if you don't end that relationship, if you don't take that opportunity, if you don't pack up your apartment and move to the other side of the country like your spirit has instructed you to, your wings will be withered. And you won't be able to spread them as widely as you would be able to if you just break through the cocoon. Don't clip too soon. That is our gem of the week. I love that segment. That is my favorite segment. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now I've added... A new segment. Uh, I'm so excited about this new segment. I'm so excited about it because I get to feature a curvy girl or curvy man entrepreneur uh, that I am following or that I really admire. Uh, and I am so, 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 so excited about it. This week, I want to feature Stylish Eye Diva. Uh, her Instagram is at stylish underscore I like my eye uh, underscore diva. And she is amazing. I first met her. <laughs> I first met her at a photo shoot. And y'all know I believe in transparency. This was Sis's first uh, photo shoot. And so I had no idea what I was doing. I was with, uh, was it two other women? Two other women and a man. It was for a show that we were developing. And I didn't know what I was doing. And so I didn't know to come with certain undergarments. <laughs> so I have them. And um, I remember her looking at me like, that's nasty. Because 
that is nasty. If you have a photo shoot, bring proper underwear because don't nobody want you in their clothes and you ain't got no underwear on. Okay, sis, don't be like me. Uh, but I immediately just found myself drawn to her. I, I was watching her and watching uh, how she was doing things and how she was maneuvering. And then I found out later she was an entrepreneur and it made complete sense because when you looked at her, you knew she was a boss. She was a boss through and through. And she now has uh these bracelets called uh positive energy bracelets the good vibe bracelets and these bracelets are fire i've bought some they're fire um there's an eye on them and i don't know if it's just my mind but when you do put them on you do feel like energy has just begun to flow um and she is an african-american woman she's a curvy sister and she is doing the damn thing so uh please check her out it's at stylish underscore i like the eye on my body underscore diva uh, you will not be disappointed and it's really affordable so you'll be cute and your and your pocket won't be hit trust me y'all 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 i am so excited about this interview i've been trying so long to get this interview me and zuri have been trying so long to get this interview uh and it finally happened and it happened with god's divine timing like you have no idea how excited i am about this interview how thrilled i am um let me tell y'all about Zuri. First of all, Zuri is my sister. She is a root on the bottom of my tree. And she's that, I don't know if anybody has as a friend, and if you don't get one, where you're, you are so spiritually aligned with one another that God will give you that friend messages for you. I do, I am that way for Zuri. Zuri is that way for me. I could be on my way. So, <laughs> I had a little bit of a hot girl summer. I ain't ashamed of it. I had a hot girl summer. I was single, ready to, I am single, praise the Lord, ready to mingle. And so I mingled, praise the Lord. And literally there were, there were three times where I was on my way to sin. Um, you know, I'm going to be honest. I was going to get some and Zuri would text me. <laughs> and I would be like, I'll be walking out the door and I hear my phone go ding. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not looking at that. Cause I know who that is. And then I'd be like, Brittany, just look at it. And lo and behold is Zuri. I would just turn right around, <laughs> you know, or I'll be going through something and she'll send me a message or there'll be something God said maybe a few days ago. And God talks to me in threes. It'll be something that he said a couple of days ago. And or the night before or a moment before that has happened with Zuri too. And Zuri will text me or send me something that is right in alignment with what God said. So she's my sister. Uh, she's my spiritual sister. She is an actress. You can see her on Good Trouble on Freeform. I'm so proud of y'all. Y'all have no idea how proud I am of that. Uh, she is a daughter. She is a lover. She is a sister uh, to so many. She is a powerhouse. And even though her spirit is gentle, her power is not. And that is what I admire so much about her. Oh, you know what? I'm not even going to keep going on and on. I'm going to let y'all hear this interview because it is it is one that I know will change your life. And we're talking about something that we all need to learn about, we all need to know about, and we all need to be firmer in. And that is boundaries. 
Hi, Zuri. Hello, my sister queen. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. You have no idea. How are you? I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed. I am so abundant. I am so covered. I am just, I feel grounded and I feel light as a feather at the same time. I just feel so good. Um, And I'm so honored to be here. I'm so inspired by the work that you're doing and by the ways in which you are allowing spirit to use you. And it's really an honor to to do this with you and to be here and uh, to be a guest on your podcast is incredible. I've been listening to season one and I remember when this was an idea and a seed that you were planting, and it's so amazing to witness the harvest. And now we in season two, baby. Hey, season two. I love you so much. So I did briefly tell everyone who you are, but who better to hear it from than the Zuri Adele? Mm-hmm. Tell us who is Zuri Adele. Ooh, okay. So I'm putting my hands on my heart. My feet are really touching the ground so I can just let God speak through me. I am a child of spirit. I am an unconditional lover. I am an abolitionist. I am a daughter, friend, sister, so many things. And I have the honor of using my voice and body to tell stories on screens and on stages and in person, in terms of just in-person connection. Um, I'm here to love as much as I can in this, this body that God gave me. Uh, with the ancestors who pass the batons and all the ways uh, in my direction so I can keep that marathon going. Yes, the marathon marathon continues. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So today we're here to talk about something that you uh, taught me so much about, um, something that has stretched me, something um, that really caused me to really look at the relationships in my life um, and also taught me to require more from those relationships, to require what I'm worth, and that is the best, right? How do you define this word, right? This this mystical, magical, taboo word, boundaries. How do you define yeah, boundaries? Say it again. <laughs> How do you define this crazy word that just gets everybody on high alert sometimes? Yeah. How do you define boundaries? Ooh, I just love that word so much. It's my favorite word. <laughs> What's my What's favorite, my favorite word? word? Boundaries. <laughs> Uh, shout out to the Bay Area for that one. <laughs> so boundaries, you know, my definition is always continuing to evolve. Boundaries are the safety nets and the cushions that I set up with myself and with the people in my life so that I can show up and give from a place of overflow in those connections. So those boundaries are different in every type of relationship um, with every type of person based on the realities that we each are choosing to live in. So 
a boundary when it when I'm setting up a boundary, it means that I am totally accepting this person right where they are as they are in this chapter right now, and I'm totally holding space for who I am and where I am right now. And this is how I can show up from a place of overflow, not just the full cup. Because if I'm pouring from a full cup, then I'm depleting from myself. Like, but from a place of like I'm full and then some, so that I can really give my energy to this situation, this job, this uh, romantic partnership, this friendship, this uh, this this encounter at a restaurant, customer service, or whatever it may be. Boundaries are like these beautiful, yeah, these beautiful like helpers that that allow us to connect with one another in the most authentic way possible moment by moment so my boundary may be a little bit different each day and as long as I can communicate that boundary clearly I'm good and also knowing that you know part of having boundaries is knowing that not everyone will love or even agree with my boundaries. Um, but part of boundaries is knowing that I I have to agree with and uphold my boundaries no matter what. Um, wow. Yeah. You said you said something that really struck me. You said that you have to set up boundaries with yourself and with others. How does setting boundaries with self, like what does that look like? When you set a boundary with yourself, what exactly does that look like? What does that mean? Oh, it means, um, you know, I cannot, well, when I set up a boundary with myself, it says, self, I have to hold you accountable to only do this thing if you can give it your best. If you can do so from, you know, like we said, that place of overflow, or you cannot do it at all. Um, so some of my boundaries mean I have to have a certain boundary with social media in terms of what hours I can get on social media because I know I like to scroll for a little longer and then I, that pushes me back in terms of my shower and getting ready, then I could be late for work, you know? So like, or, or just uh, the boundary with myself is that I have, I know that I have to meditate when I wake up and I know that I have to meditate when I, before I go to sleep. Um, but also it's my boundary with myself is I have to say no to a few more things this week so that I can, feel really full so that I have time to wash my dishes or be at home. Um, some of my boundaries are making sure that I don't say yes so much to other requests that I'm saying no to myself and no to my self commitments. So honoring some of my self commitments, which are, I love, I, I, I show up most fully for my work when I have a physical practice each day, whether it's, taking a dance class or going for a hike or practicing yoga, uh, taking a boxing class, any, any of those things, going for a walk. But I have to make sure that part of my boundary is that I do not book my day so fully that I miss that physical practice um, or that I miss uh, meditation. I just putting myself first that I, that, or that I miss a doctor's appointment, just making sure that I'm always stepping out because I owe it to God and I owe it to my ancestors to show up as 
fully as possible in every encounter and as compassionately as possible. I'm nicer when I've had my workout. I'm nicer Girl. when I'm eating clean. So boundaries are like also about what food I'm putting into my body, what music I'm putting into my atmosphere. Boundaries for myself also mean grace. Like, you know, when I'm watching, you know, some of my acting work, like being kind to myself about the choices I made, being kind to myself about, so um, yeah, sure. You, what, what you saying? You feeling I, the Holy Spirit? Yeah, girl, you got, you got me over here shouting. Okay. <laughs> yeah, being kind and, and not putting, not, not choosing fear over my faith because, um, a lot of, a lot of the boundaries that I have, uh, violated with myself have had really deep consequences. And a lot of those have been saying yes and putting other people's needs before my own. And I violated a boundary with myself when I did that. Um, and as a result, it didn't benefit the other people because I would show up with resentment in my heart and spirit, or I wouldn't give my best quality of work to it or uh I just it wouldn't the 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 result of whatever the work was wouldn't be a reflection of my best work or the training that I put into this work um because I said yes to something that that was a no to myself Wow. I said yes to something that was a no to myself. That is absolutely delicious. What are some of the signs that where you know, okay, it's time for me to set a boundary? Like, how do you know it's time to to draw a line and set a boundary? Oh, so I think we always know from the beginning when it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Oh, say that one more time. When it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Ooh. And 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 that no, that may turn into a hell yes later. However, it definitely is not a yes right now in this moment. So perhaps it's a not yet or it's a I need to think about it or it's a I need more time. However, those are all not yeses. <laughs> those are all no's in that moment. Um, and that's how, you know, uh, in the beginning, but then also if you, and also giving yourself the grace to change your mind. So if I say yes to something and then it doesn't feel right a little later, giving myself to great, the grace to come back and say, Hey, you know, I've thought about this. I really like to, um, I, I'd really like to, to change this commitment I made how can I how can I how can I show up in a way that um, honors like my needs and and my agreements with with what you need you know um and then our bodies tell us our bodies really do tell us so anytime I start to feel like my shoulders hunch up towards my ears uh when I'm about to do something or I feel just starting to feel a little bitterness around something and, and that I said yes to, or I just start to feel anxiety, you know, anxiety for me does manifest in my breathing, like breathing faster, but it also definitely manifests in my shoulders. I feel like just pain in my shoulders and my, and that's my body usually telling me like, we don't feel at peace about, about doing this. 
Um, so our bodies tell us pretty early on, and then especially right before we're about to do something. Wow. You said something uh, a little earlier. You said, you know, I have the right or the choice to change my mind. How do you deal with the guilt that that could possibly come with changing your mind? Because I know for me, like, if I say yes to something uh, and then time will pass and I'm like, you know, I'm really not up for this. There comes this huge wave of like guilt or shame. I'm like, I'm going to let this person down. I can't let this person down. We got to do it. We said yes. How do you deal with the guilt and shame surrounding changing your mind and also putting yourself first? Yes, that's so good because I, I, it's definitely something that I've lived through as well. So the, like if you're saying a person or the corporation or whatever you said yes to, um, and you're worried about letting them down, you also have to ask yourself, are you letting yourself down? So you've got to put yourself and that person sort of on the same plane in front of you. Mm. And, and you've got to ask yourself, like, who am I letting, who am I really letting down? And then it comes to our faith. So knowing that God, source, spirit, universe, whatever vocabulary we we use, uh, we are not as powerful as source. Source takes care of that person. Source takes care of that corporation. So we can say, you know, God, I hear you telling me that this is not a commitment that I need to make or continue in. I know you've got them covered. I'm going to say no because you're telling me to say no. And I know that you've got them covered. You must thank you in advance because you must be sending them the perfect situation. So let me get out of the doorway. And while they may not, the the person may yell at you and say, you know, you're betraying me. You're doing this. You're doing that. You just keep saying, I know that you feel that way right now. I promise you spirit's got you. Spirit told me spirit's got you and that I had to get out of the way because I can't show up fully from a place of overflow to deliver what I know you want and deserve. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So and it's it's from a place of love. It's from a place of love. And and I gotta say also, we do have the power to change our minds. We also have to be able to discern if it's um fear that wants us to back away or if it really is love for self and, and honoring boundaries with self. Because sometimes we want to change our mind right before a very pivotal and transformative moment in our lives. We want to say, no, no, I want to go back to my comfort zone. Um, so you've got to know the difference between, um, is this a situation where I have the, the power to change my mind because I'm growing in changing my mind and growing and this is, and now I'm going to say yes to myself or am I feeling fear and feeling imposter syndrome and and feeling like I need to go reconnect to my comfort zone and that's why I'm trying to change my mind? Oh. So we got to know the difference between those two because that's when we'll know spirit has that person if I say no because this is a this is a yes to God. Uh, we got to know the difference. Wow, that is so delicious. How do we know the difference? What what is it that tells us this is fear or this is this is something that I need to listen to? This is a boundary that I need to set. How do we know the difference? I really think that we we for okay, I'll say what works for me to d- help discern it because sometimes it is really difficult to figure out. What works really well for me is to take 
pen to paper and write out the pros and cons of of saying, you know, of, of doing this thing or not doing this thing. And if the list starts to be all about the comfort zones that I want to stay in and all about the fear and all about the insecurities that I'm worried about, then I know I got to I got to move through it and not away. And then if the list is all about like, you know, I I I have to change my mind because if I do this, I'm not really I'm not doing God's work. I'm not I'm not pouring from my best self. Um, I'm gonna be depleted. I'm setting a precedent about my work because they're not able to uh, compensate me in a way that I know that I I deserve to be compensated for this work. Um, and if you're saying all of those things because of the precedent you want to you want to set, which is really important um, for people to to learn to learn about our worth in that way, um, then that, then that does tell you that it's, you know, it's, it's okay to say no, it's okay to change your mind and say, Hey, I thought about this and it's just not, it just still isn't settling, isn't sitting right with me. Um, I've got to change my mind right now. Um, that's the difference. So when you start to make your list with pen and paper, you'll start to see, which answer is fear and which answer is faith. You always go with the faith. It's okay to do it afraid. Um, I think that like, it it doesn't have to, I'm not sure where their narrative came from about, you know, being completely fearless. It actually, it's okay to still have some fear with you, but still go in the direction that you're being called, still follow your curiosity. But if you're, if you're sticking with a comfort zone, that's how, you know, I think, it's not for you. Right. Because it's not stretching you in any, uh, in any way. Yeah. Let's talk more about boundaries and how to set them. Like for, for me, um, especially cause you introduced me to boundaries. So, mm-hmm. um, they, especially with my family, cause girl, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I still find the, you know, the conversations that lead to having to set a boundary very uncomfortable and oh so uncomfortable and sometimes I come into the conversation with high anxiety right um yeah and and sometimes like very recently I I tried to set a boundary that and I didn't end up sticking to my intention right where the conversation started is not how I how the conversation ended was not how I intended it to end and I left there I left that conversation feeling depleted when I was supposedly feeling full so how how do you approach conversations where there where you know that there's a boundary that is to be set you know that you have to stick to this you know that it is something that you have to do how do you approach those conversations so I always I always pray first I always pray right before and I just say Holy Spirit please help me I need you to help me I need you to help me in this I know I have to set this boundary I have I don't have a the full picture on how I'm going to do it I just know you're asking me to do it please hold my hand and do it with me And then, um, so I'm not doing it alone, you know? And then when it comes to setting boundaries, we've got to do so from a place of compassion. Now, first, that means a place of compassion for ourselves. So for me, again, pen to paper, I write down the three bullet points of what I want. Um, You know, depending on the relationship, like, 
and without judging, like what are the what are the main things I want? I no longer want this relationship to have these particular dynamics. I can I want to be acknowledged in this way, this way, and this way. I want to be acknowledged for this, this, and this. Um, just write down exactly what it is that you know you want, and then from there you're really clear on like the bullet points of what you're going to say to that person when you set the boundary. What? I don't think we have to explain ourselves too much in terms of the why. I think we're just saying like, hey, I, I, this is uncomfortable. I need a new boundary here. And these are the boundaries that I need. There have been so many times where I before would set boundaries, but I would do it in this way because I wanted to come off as nice. I would like try to get the other person to set the boundaries and like I would try to manipulate the conversation in that way. So I'd be like, this isn't really working. I don't like how I feel in this anymore, Uh, which are great things to say. But I would say, like, what do you think? What are your what's your experience of this? And I would kind of get it to be then sort of setting the boundary that I knew I wanted to get to. You know, it's so much more empowering when we, and it holds that person accountable to really know how they're making other people feel. If we say, hey, this is the boundary I want to have. This is what I'm asking you to contribute. And um, let me, like, what do we need to set up in, in order for you to do this? And what's the timeline? Wow. Oh, that is so good. It's so quick. It's so much faster. <laughs> and you're not saying, because this, because this, because it's making me feel this, which to each his own, if you want to do that. But I just, I, I say that because we don't necessarily owe anyone an explanation for our no's and for like, Hey, I like why we can't show up in a certain way that they've been used to us showing up before we can simply say, it's enough for us to simply say, I can no longer show up for you in this way and show up for myself at the same time. And that's it. So I've got to take that dynamic and expectation out of the relationship. I don't have to explain to them why. I just have to know why. Wow. Oh, you just blew my mind open because that's what I've been doing. You know, my abandonment uh, issues have have led me to believe that if someone leaves my life, that it is because of something that I have done wrong. And so there are oftentimes when I enter into covenants with people, whether it be platonic covenants or romantic covenants, where I'm like, I do everything I can to keep that person in my life. Oh, yeah, I know. Well, you know, I know. Yeah. Yes. And so when, when setting a boundary, I, I try to over explain it so that I still, so everybody's comfortable. So everyone's happy. Oh yeah. You know what? I think that, that it's actually, um, we offer a great learning opportunity to people when we allow them to sit in the discomfort Mm. of what trauma they may be causing us. So it's okay to to state the boundary that you need and for there to be silence while they figure out their response. It's not your responsibility to fill that silence. It is not your responsibility to fill that silence. Girl. Oh, yeah. Silence is so powerful and so beautiful and so sweet. Um, It will, it allows for someone to think it allows for someone to maybe replay what you just said. Um, and it, so it serves, it serves all parties. Mm. 
It serves up. How has how has your relationships been impacted by setting boundaries? So let me be transparent here and say that us recording this podcast today has been such a blessing because because we were talking about boundaries today. There's been a boundary that I needed to set in my life that I knew I had to set before we recorded this episode. Like you gave me a good deadline because I was like, I cannot authentically talk about boundaries on this beautiful Kirby Confidence podcast and not have a boundary in this area in my life. So, um, but to get back to your to get back to your question, I'll, I'll I'll get into that. But to get into your question, it has made my relationships so incredible. It's made the relationships that I have now. I'm so fully present mm-hmm. in. There's so much love in them. There's so much, um, and I mean in business relationships, romantic relationships, platonic friendships, friendships that have romantic energy, relationships with my parents. Um, we are so present with each other. We are, we have eye contact with each other. We spend so much time, we can spend so much time together. And then we also have so much space um, in a way that, that is really healthy. So I do have perhaps less interactions than I did before I started setting boundaries. Um, I would say yes a lot to a lot of things and a lot of people and a lot of get-togethers. And I would feel really depleted because a lot of those times I would be saying no Mm -hmm. to myself without knowing it, just trial and error, still learning and growing. But now that I've been setting the boundaries that I need to set, I I, I socialize less often. But when I do, I leave feeling so full. I leave those interactions feeling so ignited, so full of the spirit, so um, excited about life. I leave feeling so confident. I feel beautiful. I feel abundant. I feel inspired. I've, I've learned on another level. And if encounters do not make me feel that way, I do not participate in interactions with those people. Wow. Yeah. And, and, and I'll say like, of course we've got family members, like there are people in our lives. We, we may not be able to, um, separate ourselves from as easily as we may be able to with friends. So what I do with people I love is I know I start to learn what are my limits? Like, it's not just that they're causing this in me. Like, how can I show up fully? I can show up most fully with my parents if we talk on the phone just three times a week instead of seven Mm -hmm. days a week. But then I'm so ready to like catch up on everything. I'm so like full of laughter and joy, or I'm so present. If the conversation is not a joyful one, I'm still so present. I'm able to like really, you know, really be there in that conversation um, because I'm energized. So, so yeah, like just, just knowing what my boundaries are or when it comes to like a family member visiting, I have a three day limit and that's what works Mm -hmm. for me three-day limit because that's when we're going to have the most fun. That's when I know that I can, I can uh, be fully present with these, with that person um, without feeling drained. And that's, that's the limit that works for me so that I can, like I said, overflow. 
So just knowing like what I need so that I can show up in the best way is also a big part. And it has made my interactions because I know what my, I'm starting to learn what my limits are and boundaries with myself are. Um, it has made my, my interactions just so much sweeter. And then when I say no to certain things, it's just like, no, because I need this. Um, and I need, I need this time with myself, but let's do next week. Here's another day yeah. that works. Yeah. How has setting these boundaries and you know, I forgot about uh, the boundary you had to set before the show. But we'll talk about that later. Okay. <laughs> we Yes. How has, how has setting these boundaries helped you move through trauma? childhood trauma, present trauma, how has setting boundaries helped you with that? Setting boundaries has allowed me to understand how I've participated in traumas that I've experienced in the past because I didn't always have the vocabulary for the boundaries I'm setting now. So now I'm saying, oh, those traumas have, you know, taught me what I need going forward. They've allowed me to know what the red flags are much like way more in advance. And then they've also allowed me to have a lot of grace um, for myself, my younger self. Um, And, and they've, so they've sort of healed as much as possible, healed the traumas that I did experience because I'm just saying, well, now I know better and I'll do better. Um, and then also when it comes to traumas that, mm, I think, I think that setting boundaries has also allowed me to hold people more accountable for the traumas that they've participated in, in my life too. So now that I've got the vocabulary for the boundaries I need now, um, it allows, yeah, it allows me to know like that really was wrong that that happened. Um, it was, it was, it, it, it has given me like a bird's eye view of some of the trauma that I've experienced in the past. Um, it's allowed me to know more because the more I set boundaries, the more I stand in my worth and the more I understand like, Oh, what we experienced before was a trauma and I didn't even know it. I didn't even know that that was a trauma. Um, And so now that I'm fully operating in my worth, it was like, that really should not have happened. I was violated in a way, in that way. Um, So it's given me more perspective on my trauma and it's, and which has allowed me to speak up when I see, when I see red flags of of that coming towards me, I'm able to uh, protect myself in a new way, but it also allows me to see it in other people's, lives as well um that i can you know i feel like i'm being used by spirit in this great way where i can see sort of a sign of like i i can empathize with the trauma that somebody looks like they're close to experiencing and if if there is um if it's appropriate i can speak up on what my experience was and like how i've how i know to set a boundary now so that they don't have to go through the same trauma right. that i went has boundaries you posted something the other day um, that said, you know, we don't cut people off no more. We allow them to go through what they want to go, what they need to go through and come back. Oh, Has yeah. boundaries helped you to move towards complete and unconditional forgiveness at all? 
Yes, absolutely. Um, and I'll say what's more, what feels more accurate right now in this part of my life is that boundaries have allowed me to operate from a place of unconditional mm. love. Yeah. So I, my love is unconditional. I, I love people. I don't, I, I love, I love people unconditionally. Um, and the, and what a boundary is, it's just the distance at which we can um, participate with one another from a place of unconditional love. If we get this close, I can no longer um, love you without conditions or we'll start to be conditioned. So we've got to have this much yeah. distance, you know? Um, so for, yeah, I mean, yeah, forgiveness, forgiveness, unconditional forgiveness. I don't even know if, I don't know if that's the word. I think it's well, unconditional yeah. love. Right. Because love, love is. Um, is all encompassing, right? Yeah. 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 I think it's bigger than forgiveness. I think that if the love is unconditional, then we don't hold the grudge at all. Right. And we make place. space for their humanity. Yes. Yeah. And for ours. So it says, so, so because there's a boundary, it says, I love you unconditionally. Um, however, and because I love you unconditionally and because I love myself unconditionally, first and foremost, I cannot participate in your harmful behavior. So here's now the distance and the boundary that we have to set so that I can continue to love you unconditionally. Wow. And I don't, you, we don't always have to communicate that we're setting a boundary. It may not be safe to do so. Um, Yasmin Cheyenne talks about this a lot and I repost a lot of things that she writes on Instagram. She has this great, she she's reminded us too that we sometimes our boundaries we we've got to know the difference between first of all boundaries and barriers so we don't have to put up walls of fear um but we do have to set up boundaries so boundaries are all about making sure that we can show up fully loving unconditionally and we don't always have to communicate that we're setting up a boundary we don't always have to say hey, you know, I'm going to set up this new boundary. Sometimes we just start operating in that relationship wow. in a new way. Yeah. Wow. We start operating in that relationship in a new way. Yeah. Because we don't, we do not participate in harmful behavior, period. And that's non-negotiable. It's a non-negotiable. Tell us what, oh, yes, girl. Oh, I'm about to shout. Okay. Tell, tell us what wow. are non-negotiables i will not do anything that will that will cause harm to myself and so i cannot i can no longer if this is the reality that you choose to live in i honor that and i cannot i cannot um come to lunch with you if i know that we're going to be gossiping the whole time. Um, if I know that i'm going to leave feeling depleted or you know it doesn't have to be certainly we're not going to participate in harmful behavior that is like physically abusive, emotionally abusive, um, or manipulative. And it can also be in, in small and seemingly smaller behaviors as well. Um, I think gossiping is a big one. So there are certain people who I know that, you know, I don't, we don't, we don't, we don't have to go to lunch. Um, because I don't want to, that it's not in my best interest to sit and listen to mm. the venting or, 
Yeah, I, I don't want to participate in that because that's also not allowing that person to grow. I don't want to create a comfort zone where that person can continue to operate in their yeah. lower self. I want to call them forward to their highest self. And sometimes calling forward just means not participating. Wow, that's good. So how do you still make room for for people? So in the boundary that I, this is great. Okay, so in the boundary that I had to set yesterday, and I'll say, Brittany, because you said, you asked me earlier, like, how do we move through that discomfort of setting a boundary? What I want to say is that the, the size, the magnitude of the discomfort that we feel when we're about to set a boundary is a testament to the victory that's on the other side of you oh. moving through that discomfort. So the greater the weight of the like discomfort that you're feeling because you know that you might hurt someone's feelings or they're going to, they may not see you as nice anymore. Or the, the attachment that you have to whatever their version of you is, that's about to shift. Um, the discomfort that you're moving through is, is just like, it's, it's not even comparable to the size of the victory that's on the other side. So like, just know that it's worth it. Um, it means that you're about to grow a whole lot. Like God, the side, like this, this is a big giant. And you think that I'm equipped to do this? God says, yes. Then that means that there is a huge, like a huge bag of blessings right on the other side of that. So like, let it motivate you. Like, oh, I'm so uncomfortable. Ooh, the blessing's about <laughs> to be so big. Like, just imagine that it's 10 times bigger and let that motivate you. That's what I'll say first. Um, and then you asked about asked about how do we do so and still make room for others. For others. Um, so here's what I did yesterday. So I I had to. I'll be I'll be transparent. I had to set a boundary with someone who I love. I love dearly. Um, however, the way that I've been showing up in the friendship has been in a way where I've started to feel depleted. Um, I've started to feel taken advantage of um, and and manipulated and and misunderstood. And I would I would just would feel more drained. Like there were there were more uh, withdrawals being made than deposits into my spirit in this friendship. So when I set the boundary, I, I did so um quickly like I like I said I wrote the bullet points and I said here's what I need and there were things that I was like judging myself like I can't believe I'm asking for this but like I need this to change I need or this is how this is how I need our relationship to be now this is what I need from you and then I said when can you make this happen um and what can we do together and and to answer your question First of all, the bound, like I feel so much lighter. Um, and to answer your question, we had this great conversation about, and the, the last thing I said was, and I really want to feel acknowledged for doing this, 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 and this. And I have not felt acknowledged in those ways from you. And, and that person had no idea that I was feeling that way. And then we started to, I said, well, what was your childhood like? And not on some therapy stuff. It was just like, well, how did you grow up to where you didn't feel like uh, 
you had to acknowledge people for doing those things in your life. Um, and I learned so much about this person's childhood that I had no idea about that I was like, oh, you've been wow. the golden child. You've, you like, and I had no idea. And then it, you've been the golden child. You've grown up with like a huge family where, you know, certain behaviors that you've expected from me have, were, were very normal in your life. And, um, I'm, I'm an only child. Um, I didn't grow up with in the, like, we just grew up so differently. I didn't grow up with, with the same amount of people around me. I grew up in a much smaller household. I grew up in a more, with more independent mindsets because I would grow up in a single parent household. Um, one in my mom's house and then one in my dad's house, very self-sufficient people, individuals. And then I was taught to be that way for myself. And so yeah, there were just expectations because certain things were just being done in this person's life that that was that, that was that was that was just what we expected. That was the that was the norm. And um it doesn't mean that I need to continue to, you know, participate in the way that is not in alignment for me, but what it did allow for was grace. Like I didn't have to be like, ugh, you know. This person ain't shit. Da 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 da. They're taking advantage of me. It's like, oh, this is this is the life that they live. This is the reality that they live in, and like, um, this is the reality that I live in. And sure, we can make compromises in our friendship. And um, now that we know more about how we operate, but also, if that's the life that you want to continue to live, it's great to know that because that's not the life that I want to live. So. So how can we change our the dynamics of our friendship so that we can both live our best wow. lives? And then we and then we had the conversation go from there. And we said, well, this is what this is what we're gonna have to do. Cause these are our non-negotiables. And I said, these are my non-negotiables right now, this chapter in my life. And I'm always growing and evolving and my non-negotiables may change. Um, these are what they are right now. And then what are yours? Um, and how do we come so, together? and how can we come together and so it's like okay going forward here's what you can expect from me here's how I can give fully here are some things that that and and then I was acknowledged and then literally they were like I not like thank you for doing this thank you for doing this I hadn't like just had no idea that I was holding on to um resentment about not feeling wow, acknowledged that is way. so powerful what i heard was boundaries and non-negotiables exist but they don't exist without compromise when you're in a loving relationship right both parties have mm-hmm. the right to say this is what i need this is what i need now how do we get there together it's about the teamwork of it all yeah the teamwork and knowing that the dynamics of the relationship right. may have to shift. Oh. We may only need to hang out once a month. We may, you know, and it may have to be in a neutral space in the daytime. Or, like, we may have to take romantic energy out of this friendship. Or, we like, there are all, yeah, there are so many different, there are ways that now we can honestly come together and say, here's what I need. Um and it's because we want to continue this relationship yeah. in a way right. that works so that no one feels yeah. depleted. No one feels like they're not getting what they need. That is 
Girl, you just taught me something, especially when you especially when you said we need to take romantic energy out of this and maybe we should meet at daylight hours. Girl, because listen, I think it I think that I, and I love this about our generation. We are so fluid as a people, you know, um, in terms of like what the natures of our different friendships are, the natures of our different um, various relationships, you know, business wise, family wise, like, you know, we've got like, like we call each other sisters and we're friends. We're not related or like we've got, you know, so there's, there's a lot of, there's just so much different fluidity. And then also like when it comes to sexuality or spirituality, like we're not putting ourselves in as many boxes as, as the generations before us used to. So now boundaries become even more important so that we can say, Hey, like it's a bit, there are a few more gray areas I think going on in our generation. And while that is really great because it's very freeing and enjoyable and allows for a lot of healing and self exploration, it does require more difficult conversations, I think. So um, it's important to remember that it's not, that the conversation is not me versus you. Like it's not, like if you and I are in conflict, Brittany, it's not like Zuri versus Brittany. No, it's me and Brittany versus ambiguity. So let's be a team and then let's fight off this. There's something here. There's a lack of peace. Let's the two of us as a team tackle this rather than me. Oh, that makes you. so much Does sense. That makes sense. Like, and that is how you start off season two. <laughs> that is how you. This has okay. been such. You've taught me so much. You always do. Um, and I just thank you for the level that you shared on today. You shared so much. And I know that everyone is going to be blessed by you as I am on every day. There's something that is so divine about our relationship. There'll be times where I'm I'm about to do something. This is what's frustrating about our relationship. I'm about to do something that I know I shouldn't do. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden my phone will go ding and I'm like that's Zuri <laughs> I got to the phone and yeah. guess who it is that's Zuri um, I want to read yeah. something because I think that what this episode also shows we didn't talk a lot about it because I really wanted to talk about boundaries because uh, you taught me so much about it um, is sisterhood and how grateful I am for our sisterhood. Mm-hmm. I was reading this morning an uh, article that Oprah published um, on her in her magazine about her relationship with Gail. And there's a, a piece of it that I, when I read it, I said that it, it is so such a divine. Um, there's such a divine reason why I read this today when I'm getting ready to have a conversation with my sister. She wrote, I believe God put the two of us in each other's path to do exactly what we've been doing since that night in Baltimore when I was 22 and she was 21. Listening, listening, talking, listening, laughing a lot, building dreams, standing in the gap, cheering, being a shoulder to cry on, supporting, speaking the truth, being the truth. Um, when I read that, I said, that is me and that is Zuri and that is what we share. And I'm so grateful uh, for you and how you stand in the gap for me and how I pray that I stand in the gap for you. Um, and thank you so much for clearing your schedule and doing this for me. This has been an amazing season opener. <laughs> I can't wait to share. I'll share. I'll share. I mean, like, I just stand in agreement with that 
quote. It really does. It yeah, that really does resonate about our friendship. Um, what I love is that we do hold each other so accountable to continue to grow and be our best selves. You do that for me so much. I mean, like I said, knowing that we were about to talk today, I said, oh, Lord, we're going to have to talk about boundaries. <laughs> Let me go ahead and set this other boundary in my life right? so I can hold myself accountable. And then also just like I love the ways in which that we as sisters are here for each other when it comes to things that are going on with our families, when it comes to our own self-growth. Um, we we have so many layers to our conversations and we are always yeah. calling each other forward to grow in these amazing ways. If you could have a conversation with five-year-old Zuri, what would you tell her? I would say, keep going, have fun, open your heart, open your arms and look up to the sky and smile. Just enjoy your life do not stress. Do not worry. You are going to be fine. Not only are you going to be fine, it's going to be above and beyond what you are even asking for or imagining. Get excited. Get yes. Excited. Will you pray for us? Yes. Oh, God, thank you so much for bringing us all together in this way. Thank you for this opportunity to learn and to grow. Thank you for the grace that we have for ourselves, the grace that you have for us, um, the grace that we have for all people in our lives. I pray that right now in this moment, you wrap us in your arms, God, spirit, source, as we take the leap through the discomfort, to set the boundaries that we know we need to set. I feel this so strongly that our best lives are just one boundary away. And I just pray that in this moment that any boundary that we are afraid to set, anything that we are afraid to ask for that is a testament of our worth in this season, that we do it knowing that you are holding our hand. We thank you for friendship. We thank you for accountability and we thank you that you've got us covered and you've got the people who we may not speak to anymore, the people we may not work with anymore, the people we're going to set new boundaries with. You've got them covered entirely that we can take that burden off of our shoulders. We feel lighter in this moment. We thank you for taking them and holding them in your arms. You are growing all of us. Thank you so much. We um, we lift each other up in this moment, whether we know each other in person or we're hearing each other's voices. We will always hold each other accountable in spirit and in prayer to live our very best lives, to operate in our highest selves at all times. May we always say yes to ourselves and always do everything from a place of overflow and only from Ashe, a place of overflow. Ashe. Ashe. Thank you so much, Zuri. Please tell everyone where they can find you. Well, y'all can Ow. catch me on Good Trouble. On <laughs> Um, <laughs> and you can find me on social media at Zuri Adele, Z-U-R-I-A-D-E-L-E. And that's on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, and that's, 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 that's it. Good Trouble comes on on Tuesday night at so 8, good. 7 central, baby, on Facebook.
Yeah, and if you have Hulu, you can always watch it on Hulu. Binge watch now if you haven't watched already. Um, and, and do reach out to me on social media. Instagram is the one that I'm on the most. So let me know what you think. Let's keep in touch. Let's talk about boundaries. Told you. <laughs> Told you. Um, first of all, one thing I really enjoyed about the interview is the transparency of the interview. Uh, Zuri held nothing back. She shared things. I, I, you will hear me say this about a lot of my guests this season. They shared things that I didn't expect them to share. I was like, uh, I, as, as they were talking, I kind of wanted to be like, sometimes, wait, are, are you sure you want to share all this information? Uh, and Zuri uh, was definitely one of those one of those people. Um, but one thing I really loved uh, that she talked about was um, boundaries. That even within setting a boundary, right? Boundaries are are not barriers, right? So because they are not barriers, there is a level of compromise that has to happen with them. And I think that I was always so afraid to talk about boundaries or to set a boundary because it, it just kind of, I'm already an aggressive personality, right? I'm loud and I'm confident. And sometimes that can be a little off-putting to people, which I've grown to not care, right? But because I can be aggressive and I can say what I mean and I can mean what I say and I could definitely have that energy I've always been afraid to set boundaries with people that I love okay let's be clear with people that I love because I didn't want the it felt like I was building a wall right but what Zuri taught me is that no sis you're not building a wall if anything you're deepening a connection and you're deepening a connection because you're now saying, hey, this is what I need from you. How can I help you to get what I need? And also on the flip side, is there anything that you need from me? And how can you help me to get there? We're a team. This is a partnership. This is a friendship. This is a relationship. And we work together to get it done. And it's one of them. That was gold for me. Y'all know how we end this out. Well, actually, you might not because we're going to end this out just a little differently. Normally, we would uh, end this out with three deep breaths and an affirmation. And we're going to do something a little similar. This time, I don't want to just do three. I want to do ten. Um, and I want to do ten so that I know that we have grounded. I know that we have connected. And I know that we can send each, each other off with abundant energy and abundant love. So wherever you are, as long as you're not mobile and driving, just begin to center yourself. Feel your feet on the floor. Pay attention to your breath. And on your own time, breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. In. Out. In. Out. In. Out.
And right where you are, put your hand over your chest and repeat after me. I am safe. I am thriving. I am creative. I am loved and I love. I love myself. I am unapologetically expressive. I see miracles all around me. I am connected to the divine. Ashe. Let me explain to you what you just did with those affirmations. You said one affirmation for every chakra. And so it is my hope that you, uh, in this podcast, feeling a little bit more balanced, a little bit more expi- inspired, not, not expired, do not feel expired. That is a lie from the pit of hell. Please feel inspired. <laughs> I thank you for your time. Welcome back, baby. We are back for season two. And I will see you next week. Ow, I'll see you next week. I'll see you next week. Thank you.